Have you ever had questions and no answers? I invite you to the next few minutes as we consider answers to life's questions. God and God alone created all these things we call our own. From the mighty to the small, the glory in them all is God's and God's alone. God and God alone reveals the truth of all we call And all the best and worst of men won't change the master's plan. It's God's and God's alone. God and God alone is fit to take the universe's throne. Let everything that lives Preserve its truest praise For God and God alone Almighty God, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we ask that you vindicate yourself, vindicate the Lord Jesus Christ, in this wicked and crooked nation that we are in. We pray that you would show forth your mighty power and let all realize that there is one God who is sovereign and almighty. Father, we pray for this nation. We pray that all those who are in power at this time who might be crooked and wicked, we ask that they be removed entirely from the leadership of this land. And all those, Lord, who were crooked and wicked in the previous administration, we pray that you prevent them from entering into leadership in this nation again. Lord, we ask that you choose and equip God-fearing and godly people to lead this land, people who will give you the honor and glory people who would seek you in prayer for your wisdom and your guidance. We pray that the spirit of confusion and chaos and division would be removed from this nation by the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we pray now that you bless your word and cause it, Lord, to change hearts and minds and lives in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. Reformation, spiritually and morally reforming Guyana. Beloved, King Hezekiah inherited a nation that abandoned her God, religious beliefs, practices, and principles. As a result, there was this bitter fruit of national wickedness everywhere. 
King Hezekiah, sensitive to the situation and deeply moved by it, was determined to remove this apostasy and restore God's word, worship, and witness in the land of Judah. Beloved, how did he accomplish this task? Firstly, by the exemplary righteous life he lived. Sir, 2 Chronicles 29 and 2 tells us he, Ezekiah, did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, just as his father David had done. Praise God. In other words, Hezekiah did what was right according to the Bible. Hezekiah did what was right in the eyes of Almighty God. Hezekiah did what was right according to David his forefather, and that, beloved, because of the good example David set for his children thereafter. Now, let's continue. How did Hezekiah bring about this reformation? Secondly, by having the holy people, the Levites, consecrated to God Almighty. Glory to God. Neighbor, King Hezekiah could not have bring about this reformation in Judah by himself. He needed the leadership of God's people, and he started with the Levites. Neighbor, 2 Chronicles 29 3 through 5 tells us, in the first month of the first year of Hezekiah's reign, he opened the doors of the temple of the Lord and repaired them. He brought in the priest and the Levites, assembled them in the square on the east side and said, Listen to me, Levites. Consecrate yourselves now and consecrate the temple of the Lord, the God of your ancestors. Remove all defilement from the sanctuary. Brother, what is consecration? To consecrate is to make sacred. In other words, it is the setting apart of a person, object, or place for a special divine use. Glory to God. Young man, the Levites were chosen by Almighty God. They were owned by Almighty God, served Almighty God exclusively, and God was their portion. And hello, Christians. So it is with every child of God. We have been chosen by Almighty God. We have been saved by the Lord Jesus Christ. We are to serve Almighty God. And God is our portion, meaning that we must depend on Him to supply our every need. Sister, what about this call to consecration? Notice, please, and don't miss this. Notice the pinpoint accuracy of Hezekiah's diagnosis of Judah's illness. Neighbor, what was really wrong with the people of Judah? What was really wrong with Judah? Was it new 
innovations like trying out other gods? Well, they did that. Was it previous incompetent leaders? They had those. Was it too many neighboring enemies? Those two were present. But what exactly was Judah's real problem? Sir, Second Chronicles 28, 19, and then verses 22 through 25 would let us know, we are told. The Lord had humbled Judah because of Ahaz, king of Israel. For he had promoted wickedness in Judah and had been most unfaithful to the Lord. Verses 22 through 25. In his time of trouble, King Ahaz became even more unfaithful to the Lord. Think about that. When you are in trouble, you seek God. You don't become more unfaithful to God when you are in trouble. We continue. He offered sacrifices to the gods of Damascus who had defeated him, for he thought, since the gods of the kings of Aram have helped them, I will sacrifice to them so they will help me. But they were his downfall and the downfall of Israel. He has gathered together the furnishings from the temple of God and cut them up in pieces. He shut the door of the Lord's temple and set up altars at every street corner in Jerusalem. In every tongue in Judah, he built high places to burn sacrifices to other gods and arouse the anger of the Lord, the God of his ancestors. Neighbor, wickedness, unfaithfulness, idolatry, the abandonment of Almighty God, his worship, and his house. Sir, hello. Does that sound familiar? Does that sound familiar? Is that what we are doing in Guyana, uncle? Judah's real problem was spiritual, and Hezekiah saw that clearly. Amen. In other words, Hezekiah diagnosed well the illness of Judah. And hear me, beloved. We must diagnose well our personal, congregational, and national illness. Amen. And then we can expect God to bless and change us when we diagnose well and change. Let's talk about this diagnosis, shall we? Firstly, we must have a correct personal spiritual diagnosis neighbor what is really wrong with you spiritually and personally what is really wrong with you is it that you are too busy is your spouse your problem or your unbiblical order of priorities is it the bad company you are following is it that you are measuring personal success and achievement by worldly standards? Is it just that you are wayward and selfish and wicked? What really is your problem, sir? What really is your deep inner problem, lady? 
No. Your problem, sir, is spiritual. Beloved, here is what the life of a person is like who is spiritually healthy. So in Psalm 1, verses 1, 2, and 3, we are told, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. Hear it. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. Whatsoever he does shall prosper. And sir, I like Psalm 112, 1 through 8. Listen to what it says. Praise the Lord. Blessed are those who fear the Lord, who find great delight in his commands. Their children will be mighty in the land. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches are in their houses, and their righteousness endures forever. Even in darkness, light dawns for the upright. For those who are gracious and compassionate and righteous, good will come to those who are generous and lend freely, who conduct their affairs with justice. Surely the righteous will never be shaken. They will be remembered forever. They will have no fear of bad news. Their hearts are steadfast, trusting in the Lord. Their hearts are secure. They will have no fear. In the end, they will look in triumph on their foes. Neighbor, are you spiritually healthy? Do you possess God's spiritual and non-spiritual blessings in your life? Brother, are you seeking everything material first and leaving the Lord Jesus Christ for last? Or are you seeking the Lord Jesus Christ first and allowing him to add the things material after? Secondly, we must diagnose correctly the real problems of the church. Brother Pastor, what is the real problem of the church? Is it that she fails to function as a united community in Christ, sharing with each other and holding to common beliefs, practices, and interests? Is it our members placing personal advancement before Christ, his worship, work, and mission? Is it her love for this world that is under the devil's control and is opposed to God Almighty? What is the real problem of the church? What's wrong with the church? Is it our shift in focus? Where our members want health, wealth, and prosperity instead of holiness, Christ honor, and happiness in the Lord? Is it that we do not want a biblical and a Christ-centered Christianity, but a Christianity of our own making? 
What's wrong with the church? Is she too casual, unprofessional, and mediocre in her service to her Lord? Young people, the real problem of the church is spiritual. We need to be convicted of sin. We need to be convinced of God's truth. We need to be converted to Christ. We need to conform to God's will. And we need to conquer the world, the flesh, and the devil through the power of the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. Brother, this is why Revelation 3, 14 through 21 is so timely a word for the church today. We are told, to the angel of the church in Laodicea, write. These are the words of the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the ruler of God's creation. I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I am about to spit you out of my mouth. You say, I am rich, I have acquired wealth, and do not need anything. But you do not realize that you are wretched and pitiful and poor and blind and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in fire so you can become rich and white clothes to wear so you can cover your shameful nakedness and solve to put on your eyes so you can see. Those whom I love, I rebuke and discipline, so be earnest and repent. Here I stand. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. To the one who is victorious, I will give the right to sit with me on my throne just as I was victorious and sat down with my father on his throne. Hear it now. Whoever has ears, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Come on, church. It's time for us to recognize and acknowledge our spiritual needs. Thirdly, we must diagnose Guyana's real problem. We must diagnose Guyana's real problem. Beloved, what's really wrong with Guyana? What really is wrong with Guyana? Neighbor, is it racial division? Is it social decline? Is it a lack of job creation and unemployment? Is it political manipulation? Is it incompetent national leadership? Is it wide-scale corruption more than the previous administration? Is it bad management of our resources? What's really wrong with Guyana people? Is it that our teachers have been stripped of their authority in the classroom by stupid officials and rebellious, violent children have taken over our schools? Is it the violence and lawlessness that are unchecked 
in this country. What is really wrong with Guyana people, neighbor? I submit that Guyana's main trouble is spiritual. We have abandoned Almighty God. We have abandoned the Lord Jesus Christ. We have abandoned the Holy Spirit. We have abandoned the Holy Bible. We have abandoned righteousness, sir. We are not God-fearing as righteous as we used to be. We are not paying attention to Almighty God. Hello, we need to pay attention to Almighty God, brother. What Almighty God said to the nation of Israel is so timely and applicable to Guyana today. Guyana has to return to Almighty God. So Isaiah 48, 17 through 19 informs us. Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord your God, who teaches you what is best for you, who teaches you what is best, neighbor. Only God knows what is best for us. And he says, and guide you in the way you should go. Hear the regret now. Oh, that you had paid attention to my commandments then your peace would have been like a river and your righteousness like the waves of the sea. Your descendants also would have been like the sand and the offspring of your body like the grains of the sand. His name would not have been cut off nor destroyed from before me. Guyana, Blessed is the nation whose God is Almighty God. Blessed is the nation whose God is Almighty God. Friend, we have to diagnose correctly the illness that we have personally, the illness we have in our churches, the illness we have in Guyana. We have to diagnose correctly our spiritual and moral illness or the treatment will not work. Hezekiah diagnosed correctly and the treatment of consecration worked to produce a remarkable reformation, celebration and restoration in the land of Judah. Glory to God, sir. The Lord Jesus Christ diagnosed correctly the problem of the rich young ruler prescribed the right medication, but the young man did not use the treatment. We are told in Mark chapter 10, verses 21 and 22, Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, he said. Go sell everything you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. Hear it now. At this, the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. Guyana, Guyana. When you do not use the correct spiritual and moral treatment you remain sad unchanged and unfulfilled beloved what 
is your real, deep, spiritual, moral problem? Do you really know? Are you really ready to deal with your spiritual and moral problem by repenting of your sins, by trusting in Christ for salvation, and consecrating yourself fully to Almighty God so you can be exclusively His? Oh God, have mercy on us individually. Have mercy on your church that you bought with the blood of Jesus. And have mercy on Guyana, you created and you are sustaining. Have mercy on the people in this country. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. Come.